0: It's time for the Pop Culture Workshop, Mike. Yes, it is, Kev. Uh, one of my favorite times of the week where yeah. we get to talk all things. Movies, streaming, TV in there as well. And I figured we'd start in the streaming world with Ms. Marvel. Ms. Marvel, right. right. Uh, because, you know, whenever something struggles, people love to write that piece of, this is demise of this, that, either. Like, Lightyear didn't do well in the box office. Pixar's terrible. This is the demise of Pixar. My, my
1: favorite one of those articles is... <laughs> Do, You know, it's doomed to fail. I mean, do we really need a series about Saul Goodman from Breaking Bad? That's One not of all right for itself. It's a pretty damn good show, in my opinion. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, Ms. Marvel came out and we found out the numbers. It was the lowest viewed MCU show on Disney+. Plus, Right? But the demographics that it was catering to, younger folks uh, as well as minorities, we talked about last week, it had high ratings. Yeah. It is now starting to catch up. It's the highest rated show on Rotten Tomatoes from the MCU. And, boy, is it hit its stride. If yep. you're one of those people, like, the first episode just didn't wasn't for me, it's like with any type of origin what? story. It gets going slow. Wait for it to build. And, mm-hmm. man, by this past episode, episode four, it is off and running now. And I think it's a great accompaniment to Moon Knight as
1: well. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. No, I... I mean, how many TV shows, even if they're some of the best TV shows ever, is the first episode really that great? I mean, True,
0: it's all about the, all about the character and kind yeah. of setting up the background of that character and the And I liked story. the first
1: episode of Ms. Yeah. Marvel, and so. and
0: I think part of it too is it's starting to now find its groove. Of very much similar in tone to the Spider-Man movies with Tom Holland, yeah. which everyone enjoys that coming of age soup. We don't get that enough. And why I say it's a good accompaniment to Moon Knight, Moon Knight, right, brings in the Egyptian gods and everything else and and has that lore behind it. Ms. Marvel by episode four, I don't want to spoil too much, but we're starting to see more of kind of the cultural history behind that character and some of the the myths and some of the traditions of that. And also you're bringing in more comedy in Moon Knight, right? Moon Knight had a little bit of off comedy, but there's more laughs in Ms. Marvel. I think it's a nice bridge of what you what you establish with Moon Knight as far as culture and gods and everything else. Bring in that humor because you're going to end the summer with She-Hulk, which is going to be basically a comedy. Yeah. So I think it's, it, it's found its niche, and I would highly recommend those who were just like, eh, first two episodes weren't for me, stay with it. And oh, yeah. It pays off right now. It pays off right now. Speaking of payoffs... I know you're excited for this, Kev. I'm super excited. The internet has gone aflame with the memes and everything else. We're finally getting to the Stranger Things Season 4 Part 2 dropping. Yeah. Only two episodes. I was shocked when I read that. There was only two episodes, but those episodes, one is like an hour and a half and one's like two hours and 20 minutes.
1: Okay, so that's, so they're uh, putting Stranger Things, the movie one and two on Netflix. So (laughs) that'll be cool. I mean, that's, I mean, honestly, I mean, I'm sure they're thinking of like, you know, we could have broken this up into five or six episodes, but then they're like, oh, the hell with it, you know, we can...
0: And it's interesting, uh, talking to Eric Davis, uh, Fandango.com, which you can hear the full interviews with him, uh, Saturdays, 8 a.m., Let's Talk Arts Entertainment, on WMAY, bing, plug alert. He was talking, you know, at two and a half hours, two hours, 20 minutes, whatever it may be, that lends itself to a theatrical release. Yeah. And while Stranger Things has always been a Netflix streaming show, they opted against it. But I have a feeling that the next season being the last season if it is as as grandiose as this particular season and and this season has been outstanding for those who haven't watched it yet i know to your point kev some people like you don't have the time to put in with these hour episodes all the time or over an hour but when you get around to it so wide in scope so well done i don't know about you kev but as a stranger things fan i feel like we deserve that shared fan experience of being in a theater watching this thing come to a close. It
1: would be nice. I mean, it'd be fun. Like obviously, um with a bigger budget that they've gotten for this season in particular and for as I mean, it's I mean, it's a TV show. It's always been had some cinematic elements to it based on those 80s movies. But uh, I mean, if they're going to be the length of movies, some of those episodes, especially maybe like a finale that's like a big long movie, I mean, I don't see why you wouldn't put that in theaters. Make some money off ticket sales, and then once you make probably as much as you're gonna, then you put it on Netflix.
0: Yeah, I mean, what would be the harm in saying, hey, for one week, right? One week Mm -hmm. in theaters, one weekend, and then the next weekend it will be, you know, it'll stay in theaters, but it'll then be dropped on Netflix. So it's giving you the opportunity to make your choice. But I just feel there's something about when you get so involved with characters to get that payoff, Yes, you can talk about it like we do at this Pop Culture Workshop, and we appreciate everyone listening, but there's something to be said about that shared (gasps) gasp or that shared cheer inside of a theater that you don't get with the streaming.
1: Yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's cool to see. Um, it's yeah. And I I haven't had that big of a shared experience in a while in a movie theater. Yeah. Um. I mean, I have a lot in musical theater. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. But that, I mean, is just you know. That's, it's the connection. It's between, the it's yeah. it's the nature of you know watching a live show as you would watch anything you know. The live. last time
0: the last time I felt that uh, was Avengers Endgame. Yeah. Obviously, but that was a big event movie, and there's been others, but that's the last one that I've kind of felt. Um, so we'll see what happens with, with that going forward in the next season. But excited for the last couple of episodes of Stranger Things to, to hit this 4th of July weekend. While we're in streaming, do you want to mention the boys' uh, hero-gasm? Mm. Not, maybe I'm just desensitized to stuff. But at no in no way was it as controversial as I I thought it would be. Now, there were, there were parts, and like I said, maybe I'm just desensitized. Maybe I'm the wrong guy to talk about this. Obviously, there was a lot of nudity. It was like, hero-gasm is what, exactly what you think it is. But in the comics, it involves all of the superheroes. In this particular, in the TV show universe, it was more of your C-level guys uh, and gals as well. So, not quite as impactful. The, the episode itself had some real really good character work and that's what makes the boys good it's not just the shock value there's real good character work as well um there was a real great fight scene but I don't think it to me didn't live up to the hype that they were trying to surround it like oh my god this is gonna warp your mind forever right i I wonder maybe if they're trying to save that
1: for um for uh, the the real shocker for maybe another episode episode or yeah. something but it is interesting though, that is an episode that um has been very highly anticipated, like you said, because of how ridiculous it is. And I don't know, maybe you're desensitized, but yeah. I mean, it's possible. But I just I don't know. I mean it's I mean I haven't seen it. I don't have an opinion on this. Right, right. What but, once
0: you see it I mean there are some things, but it's the fact that the the boys show has been kind of so crazy already. That to really kind of... For that show to shock, once you've already seen... When you drive a boat through a whale, and blood sputters over, and, and the blood that that's... Splot- like, when the show started, the first season, if you've never seen The Boys, the first episode, the first scene, uh the hero A-Train runs through someone and explodes them. Like, just on accident. They're high on drugs, and just somebody's rocking on the street, and the next thing you know, pff, their whole body explodes, and body parts fly over the place. So... When that's your first scene, to really shock people, it takes a special brand of shock that I just I didn't feel was there as much as they hyped up in Hero Gas. Yeah. It's still a great episode, though. So, and, and for some people, they will be shocked. If you don't like nudity or a guy with um, the ability to be like, go, go, gadget penis, basically... So then, yeah, yeah then how, yeah. how you've
1: been watching this many seasons of it? Right, so far.
0: exactly. I don't know why you probably wouldn't even got even got to that point. You bring yeah. up a great point. Uh, quickly, want to touch upon still in the streaming before we go to the actual um, theater. Ghost, uh, excuse me, Hocus Pocus two. Hocus Pocus two teaser is a big trailer. One. Yeah, uh, it, it drops coming out September thirtieth. That is a movie, the original, that bombed the box office. But you don't want to talk about cult classics.
1: You wouldn't know it, um, I mean, if, if you didn't. Well, I guess if you didn't know that. Because it is huge cultural movie. Uh, my generation growing up, that movie was always on TV. Everyone had the VHS. And we watched it all the
0: time. You know, and it's it interesting, a classic. Yeah, interesting talking to Eric Davis, who also works for Voodoo, which is the, the home kind of companion to Fandango. But it's yeah. a home streaming service. So he said a couple of years ago they ran data because they're kind of into, okay, when, it, when certain holidays come up, what are the movies that people watch all the time? What do they go to? Yeah. What do they go to? And far and away, the biggest viewed movie of the Halloween season isn't Halloween. It isn't any of the horror movies. It was Hocus Pocus by a mile. Oh my God. Like it man. wasn't even close. Uh, and I can attest to it. My wife every year throws a Hocus Pocus party themed, and they watch the movie. And so Eric made the joke, "Yeah, Marvel is great to have in your back pocket. Uh, so is Star Wars. But making Hocus Pocus two is the most no brainer money, for money, Disney, money, money, money plus ever. Yeah, and it's going to be extreme, It's going to be exclusively on Disney Plus. So people who don't have it yet are going to jump and be like, I need to at least they're have at least it for now. they're at yeah. least
1: going to get it for that month so that yes. they can watch it.'
0: Yes, exactly. So that's going to make some bank because of nostalgia. Speaking of ma- making bank on nostalgia, Ghostbusters Afterlife yeah. now getting a sequel mm-hmm. coming out in 2023, and it's going to see the Ghostbusters or the new Ghostbusters. Now, I still haven't seen Afterlife, believe it or not. Me either. I need to see it. Yeah. Um, it's just one of those ones that there's so many streaming services that I have, like whether shared or whatever. Oh, don't rat me out with the cops. Oh, uh, whatever. me too. It, We're in the same boat. Yeah. It hasn't appeared on one that I have yeah, so I may have to go out and purchase it now to to watch it. but uh, it's coming in twenty twenty three and it's going to be seeing them return to New York, which seems about right. Yeah, you know, you need the ghostbusters in New York. It was great to have the Ghostbusters down on the farm, it seems like for afterlife, but the ghostbusters need to be. And where it take where the franchise goes, you know, everybody kind of came back as a, homage and a goodbye to Ivan Reitman. Jason Reitman, his son, did it. And, you know, yeah. Reitman. It, and he was instrumental, Ivan, before he passed, of bringing all those originals back to make an appearance in Afterlife. Yeah. Don't know how many of them are going to be appearing in this one. Although Ernie Hudson is doing that uh, car insurance thing or car warranty commercial. So maybe Ernie needs the money. So maybe, maybe. Winston will be showing up. Yeah. Um, looking at uh, some other things here. Box office news. Top Gun Maverick. Has crossed over a billion dollars. People love them. Tom Cruise
1: flying an airplane. I mean,
0: and that's kind of the only time, right? That Mission Impossible, because if you remember, not so many years ago, Tom Cruise is the reason why we don't have a universal monsters universe because his mummy movie tanked that was a remember terror. they had everything like they had an entertainment weekly spread where it's like it was you, the it was, dark universe yes it was going to be like wasn't johnny depp mr invisible and then like yeah. it was russell crowe russell crowe Jack- was jekyll and hyde yeah and it was like and the list went on and on it's like this is going to be a shared universe it's going to be fantastic and after that crap ass movie it was just done so you thought okay much like the 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 piece came demise of tom cruise at the box office and lo and behold here comes Top Gun Maverick and a billion with a dollars, speed. a billion dollars. And I, I, you know, I asked Eric Davis, he called it when he saw it at, in, in CinemaCon in Vegas, said yeah. this is going to be the movie this summer. And I kind of laughed going, there's a lot of big, like Jurassic World is coming out and we have Thor, Love and Thunder we'll talk about next week. I thought, really? And I asked him why. And he said, and it was interesting, in a world filled with you have to have seen so many other movies to enjoy this particular movie right <laughs> yeah. With the mcu and star wars and even other shared universes the beauty of top gun maverick is its simplicity you don't you can you could have seen top gun the original and go see this movie to have extra kind of depth to it you can have ancillary knowledge of
1: literally just well you know he flies in the airplane you know danger zone volleyball see like val Kilm, you you know of these people it sounds like it's just like a movie that
0: people kind of needed right yes exactly it was one of those things of like you knew you're gonna get great stunts to your point i'm gonna get airplanes it's a simple plot i can turn my mind off there hasn't been a lot for, you know, just adult action action movies. And so it it just was the right movie at the right time. And now Tom Cruise has a billion-dollar global box office. So yeah. hats off to you, Tom Cruise, running from your gay feelings. Yes. Um, out in the box office this weekend, we have Minions, The Rise of Gru. Another movie that will make ogles and ogles of money. Yeah, and that's just the thing. Like, th- we're talking to you right now, if you're listening... I'm not going to sway you one way or the other. Either your kids love Minions or you're down with the Minions and Despicable Me franchise or you're not. So you know what you're going to get into going into that particular movie. I find the Minions in small doses funny, but the fact that they're having them carry movies, that to me is just kind of like, okay, they're kind of a one trick pony to me. Or one banana
1: pony. One banana, Yeah. The one's name is Kevin, so there you go. You got that going for you. Well, it's it's a good thing that they weren't like big when I was little, because uh, when Up came out, I was in
0: oh the yeah late the high bird. school, and it was
1: like Kevin's a girl. I was like, yeah. oh, it's a good one. Yeah, I've like, yeah, never heard that before. And then Kevin Hart became famous, and it all went downhill. Yeah, <laughs> but um, no, yeah, Minions are. I mean, the movies, the ones that I've seen are fine. Um, Minions are, in a huge cultural like zeitgeist i don't know yeah oh to you're, yeah yeah i mean are, yeah that's like the minions are everywhere every facebook meme has them yeah. you can get minion you could get minion tic tacs at one
0: point oh yeah they were. Mean, every, yeah exactly so
1: you know if banana. If, if banana if you're down with the if you're not down with the minions or whatever you know that's fine movie's still gonna make a, a boatload body. of money yes
0: yes uh, and we will end this uh, pop culture workshop, Kev, with a great question, I think. We in the, you know, at the recording of this, we're getting ready for the 4th of July holiday weekend. So, you know, much like we talk Hocus Pocus at Halloween, do you have a go-to movie you watch 4th of July?
1: On 4th of July. Well, I have a... Um, around 4th of July? I have two. I have one that's like... One's kind of a cop-out, so I'll pick another one. But um. Well, what's a cop-out The one? cop-out's Holiday in. Because uh okay. That's that's uh that's, you know, that's Bing Crosby, Fred Astaire. But Fred Astaire does a firecracker tap dance. Oh wow. Where he's doing this big tap dance and, and what happens in the movie is the girl he's gonna dance with, he can't dance with her. So he has to figure out a solo routine and he grabs a box of like Roman candles and firecrackers and he puts them in his pocket and, you know, it's 1942, so he lights them with this cigarette (laughs) and he throws them on the ground and he's like, you know, they're like blowing up to the beat of his tap dance. Oh, wow. It's super cool. And it's, you know, it's one of those old, you know, golden age musicals sort of things. And you get
0: White Christmas in that, right? You get White Christmas. And then you get the movie White Christmas. Yes. And then
1: you also get... (laughs) And In holiday, and uh, you also get a blackface minstrel number, which yeah, you know what you can yeah, fast, fast forward, forward through, through it. That, you know, that's, yeah. or maybe edit that one out. Yeah, they they used to, uh, but I I would say it's not explicitly a Fourth of July movie, but um, and I don't know if I watch it every year, but. I always get a, a an American sort of Americana sort of feel of uh, the first Rambo movie first Oh blood, wow, okay. Which which it, which interestingly does have a very anti-war message to yes, it. Yes. Yes. But I, I think just like the Rambo theme the
0: I mean if you go on Sylvester Stallone on the fourth Oh, 4th,
1: I have another one. What's that? Uh The Music Man. But, oh, okay, yeah. nice. The Music Man is about as Fourth of July as you can get, but I,
0: I think yeah, I think if you're going Sylvester Stallone for me on Fourth of July, I think Rocky Four. Rocky Four. Living that's... in America, James Brown, of course. Then you know Apollo dies. Spoiler alert. Um, but you also have you know the U.S. versus Russia. and at the end with Rocky like if I could change, you could change, and we all could change. You know, like yeah. <laughs> so. There's that. Um, somebody had said Independence Day. That's a good where one. Yep. The, where today we make it our Independence... But for me, I'm a very simple guy. It's not inherently 4th of July centered, but the Sandlot. Okay, the, yeah. The scene where it's like time for the night game, and the way they play baseball at night, because they don't have lights, which by the way, hey community, get lights in that park for those kids. Yeah. But, uh... To they play because the fireworks light up the sky, so they can play a night game. Yeah. And the Ray Charles, uh, America playing the back. Like I'm getting goosebumps just explaining yeah. that scene. I love the Sandlot. Uh, and it's it's just so focused on summer and and friends and youth and just that scene in particular. So uh, when Hamilton Porter at the you know before they go play is just like grabbing the hot dogs and eating the food right off the big yeah. block party and everything else. Uh, so Sandlot is my go-to. Speaking Fourth of, of July. which,
1: it's not a movie, but the hot dog eating contest. Yes, is a staple yes. On the
0: Fourth of July. Oh, talk about pop culture! Uh, I've had a chance to talk with Crazy Lakes Conti in the past, Joey Chestnut himself, Mickey Sudo. Uh, there's nothing more American than seeing people just gobble down those hot dogs and the just the grossness of dunking the bun in either fruit punch or water or whatever. Yeah, it or may be. lemonade. Yeah, or lemonade, whatever they yeah. choose. And Eric the, Badlands Booker just going to
1: town. He does, yeah. And the and the um, and the host, the Carney Barker. Oh God, yeah. When he talks about God, him. I but, love him. Yeah, Eater e-
0: X and everything else. It's just it's it's not for the faint of heart.
1: Yeah. Uh, and if you if you don't like you know gross thing, turn around. Yeah, turn around, else. watch something else because but, it's not for you. But if you want the just absolute like amalgamation sort of like putting everything into a hot dog that goes yeah. into that hot dog yeah. quote-unquote meat if you want just a, a gross overly american stereotypical american we're gonna shove food in our face in its contest then god bless the usa because yes that's, that's what you gotta watch on July i don't 4.
0: know if joey's gonna break his record i think he's had 76 dogs in 10 minutes yeah i don't know if he breaks the record this year but uh we salute you, Joy Chess. Yes, I do. think he brings back home the mustard belt once again. I hope so. And with that, God bless America. God bless America. And the Pop Culture Workshop. And
1: the Pop Culture Workshop.